When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Going to come back to the near side. Pick six. But see that Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Cole Domodova. And we are back at full strength here at Pacific Point of View. We got the ASU March Madness game playing in the background because it is an exciting time. We've got March and we've got Madness all in one. I do enjoy some March. Yeah, Cole's, Cole's literally not even seated. There will be no one <laughs> seated for this part of the show. Hey, Cole is, is on his feet, ready to roll right now. I'm in a weird position. Hayden, Hayden is he's kind of off I'm, the I'm over here. We've got I'm blocking in with the mic, but uh, you know we're 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 messing around with some things tonight. But let's let's jump right into it. It is the St. Patrick's Day episode. Let that be known. Scream it from the rooftops. And so we are going to go ahead and jump into it with our Wheaties. Better get your whole grain. I bet eat my Wheaties. You know something I realized we we've never had a uh, soundbite for the Fruit Loops. I realized that. Maybe 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 we need to do we'll something to, for that. We'll have to cook something up for that. There might be an ad that we have to put in for that. True, actually, true. Because uh, Belly Up Sports are uh, what? What's the like official title? Uh, like, are, are, we sp- are we coming out like we're actually? Like, we're coming out as Belly Up Sports affiliates. Yes, I think that's just affiliates. Are we official? That's we're official. We're you don't no need to get the notes app out, Colt. There's nothing complicated about this. We've defined <laughs> the relationship pretty well. Are they committed? But for for Wheaties this week, we're gonna talk about your favorite food and drink that is green in honor of St. Patrick. Day. And you know what? Let me just play us a little, a little St. Patrick's Day music. Cole, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, anyways, uh, that's just a, a sneak peek of what's to come. But uh, Hayden, what's your favorite food and drink or drink that is uh, green? You know, I'm going to go with guacamole. It's one of those mm-hmm. foods that's grown on me over the years. I used to hate anything with avocado when I was a kid. But, you know, love Mexican food and you can't go wrong with guacamole uh, with chips before any meal. So... I don't have many favorite foods uh, that are green, but this one was pretty easy for me. Guacamole all day. I agree. I mean, I got to follow you up because I'm in the same camp. I, I was thinking more just off straight avocados because I, I didn't want to throw in all the tomatoes and onions. Like, just if I'm going st- strictly green, pure green, give me avocado. It's not even close. Avocados, it's not even close. For the season, I'm going to go Shamrock Shake. The regular green thing that I like is Furikake. This is oh. uh, seaweed. <laughs> and salt mixture that you would put on your rice or your popcorn 
uh, very good green snack. That's disgusting, Cole. It sounds gross. <laughs> but uh, we'll just have to take your word for it because Hayden and I have, have not <laughs> had it. But let's get to uh, Fruit Loops. What is your least favorite or objectively the worst food or drink that's green? There's a few to choose from, but I'm going to go with Brussels sprouts. Not a big Brussels sprouts guy. Just the smell alone doesn't doesn't sit right with me. It always makes me kind of nauseous when I smell like just raw Brussels sprouts. I can do it with some bacon. I, I can at least tolerate it if if you if you have it with some bacon, but Brussels sprouts by themselves, just revolting. Can't do it. Hayden, we've got some some contradictory statements in the chat here. We've got Ali Weber saying, since when did Hayden start liking guac? Some controversy. Wow. I have. Did you hear that? I do. Ask they, Amanda. They're doubting. They're doubting Ask you. Amanda. Uh, I would say for me it's kale. It's just easily kale. Kale is disgusting. It's leafy, gross, or milk, you know. If, if you leave it in the fridge too long and it becomes green, okay. that's pretty gross. Uh, I'm going to go with broccoli. Not because I don't like broccoli. It's because it gives me, like, really bad indigestion where I need to, like, eat a lot hmm. of Tom's out Have you ever had Bosky's broccoli? I have, and a little bit of indigestion there. I had really? broccoli the other night. A lot of indigestion. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, good luck with that. We see ASU's got a 21-point <laughs> lead with six minutes left. Let's just try to get past Colt's indigestion here. And, uh, Colt, go ahead and pop those headphones on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the Green St. Patrick's Day something something trivia of St. Patrick's Day. It's the St. Patrick's Day episode, everybody. So get ready for some trivia. We have got uh, the first of the batch. Oh, insane dunk by ASU just then. Um, the first of the trivia, it's going to be green th team themed, but Notre Dame is obviously Irish. And so we've got Hayden, who has prepared some trivia for Colt and I. We'll see if Colt can get a W not facing Hayden. All right, guys. So Notre Dame Obviously, one of the most historic programs in all of uh, college football. They've won 11 total national championships in football. When was Notre Dame's last national championship win? A, 1977, B, 1982, C, 1988, or D, 1995? Okay, I, I have my answer. Me as well. All right, three, two, one. 1982. 8282. Yep. Incorrect. Oh. The correct answer is 1988 when the Irish beat West Virginia in the Fiesta Bowl at Sun Devil Stadium. Wow. And that was actually one of the greatest college football teams of all time. They went 12 and 0. They beat four top 10 teams and they beat Jeez. number 1 Miami who came into that game with a 36 game winning streak. Wow. So that was an incredible team led by Lou Holtz and uh yeah. Wow. It's been that long since Notre Dame's won it that, all. That still is a long time. I was thinking 80s, and so it was either 82 or 88, and uh, Colt and I both went with 82. So uh, that's it. That's question number one. Still plenty of time to make up ground. Uh, ASU holding on to a 19-point lead. Throwing a lot lead. of lobs here and not necessarily finishing all these lobs. Not, not necessarily. We'll see how the, uh, the game pans out here. But spring practices have begun across the country. ASU's, I believe, is in April, maybe? They already started spring practice, but uh, the spring, spring game is in spring April. Spring game is yeah. in April. Yeah, sorry, spring practice, spring game. But spring practice has begun, so there's a lot of position battles going on throughout the country. Uh, what are some position battles you guys have your eyes on or maybe you're excited to see play out? I love the QB battles across the country this year. I'll oh, give yeah. you a top three. I mean, there's a bunch I could talk about, but Ole Miss, 
jumps off the page. Yes. yes. Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, Walker Howard. I think any of those guys could reasonably win it. Probably slight edge Jackson Dart just because he knows the playbook and he was in the system last year. That's interesting. I, I've heard people say slight edge Spencer Sanders. Really? Okay. That, yeah. I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised. I might, I might be a little surprised if they gave it to Howard, given that you know you get an experienced Sanders and Dart. But yeah, still, those are three great horses to have in the race. Love Florida's battle: Graham Mertz versus Jack Miller. Graham Mertz um, has not been great or was not great at Wisconsin. Was not. Um, so I think slight edge Jack Miller here, the former Ohio State product. Didn't look good against Oregon State, though, in that bowl game. Looked very pedestrian. But we'll see. We'll see. Is he is he better than Graham Mertz? That's all he needs to True. be better than. That's all he needs to be. And Florida may be feeling the loss of Jaden Rashada a little bit here. Uh, and then the third one, UCLA. Dante Moore versus Colin Schley, the Kent yes. State transfer. Yes. That is going to be an absolutely insane battle to watch go down. Um so, yeah, those are my top three. So many more, but curious to see what you guys think. Yeah, I went into a different position. Uh, wide receivers at North Carolina. Um, Drake May is obviously back, but he's losing his two best wide receivers in Josh Downs and Antoine Green. Let's say his name. Yeah. The two guys competing, it looks like. Devontae Walker is a transfer out of Kent State. And Nate McCullum, I don't know if he's related to, related to CJ or Probably not. Definitely not. But he's from Georgia Tech. Um, they're there to pick up the slack. Um, his tight end, Bryson Nesbitt, is also returning. But I think very interesting because Drake May was a Heisman Trophy finalist candidate yeah. last year. If he's not having his wide receivers this year, can he still have that same level of production? Yeah, I mean, who didn't transfer from Kent State this year? Like, what the heck? Why didn't true. Kent State win nine games last year? They All the talent they had in that roster that transferred away. Um, do you have another one? Uh, I at? had uh, Cedric Baxter is coming in as a Texas running back. Uh, Texas is losing Behan. They're also losing mm. their other backup. Cedric Baxter's is Rashawn Johnson, right? Yeah. Cedric's competing to be the starter over there. I don't even know who he's competing with, but that's tough to lose in the backfield, uh, a guy that as good as Behan. Another one at Texas, uh, Quinn Ewers versus Arch Manning. Uh, Sarkeesian came out and said it's an open competition. We touched on it a little bit last week. Definitely want to keep an eye on. Some people believe that might just be to to test Quinn, make sure he's getting ready. DJ Uyangle versus Big Ben. Why oh. not? Why not? Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. There's another name in there, but I'll, I'll talk about them later in a later segment. Um, and then keeping it in the Pac-12, Kai Milner and Sam Jackson at California. Cal brought in Sam Jackson from TCU, who was sitting behind Chandler Morris and Max Duggan. Those are two dang good quarterbacks. So... He's got a really good scrambling ability. Maybe Justin Wilcox sees something in this guy and says, hey, this could be something that could save my job. Like that read option with Sam Jackson and Jay Knott. Like maybe there's something there. So that one is another one I'm really intrigued by. And this one, Colt is going to hate me what? And, and hate this buzz. This is genuine buzz. I'm not. This isn't coming out of nowhere. Jackson Arnold and Dylan Gabriel. Spring quarterback competition to keep an eye on at Oklahoma. Wow. He, uh, Jackson Arnold is a five-star quarterback uh, that is coming. He's going to be a freshman. Uh, keep an eye on that battle. There's been genuine buzz in Norman that that could be a genuine battle for the position. How about that? That, that that's not good. <laughs> can't be losing Hawaiians on this show. Yeah. Oh, last one was uh, Kyle McCord and Devin Brown at Ohio State, and Tristan Jebbia in the quarterback room. Just don't don't forget about him. But that could be a pivotal one because. One of those guys could be starting a playoff game come the end of the year. Jevia has a chance. You think Jevia has a chance? I think he has a, a 1% chance. He, it has to be the Gardner Minshew path, where like one of the two guys legitimately sucks, 
and the other one gets hurt, and then you're you got Jebbia. I'm, I'm having trouble seeing it, but it would be it would be hilarious if his he name... has to be the third stringer at least, right? He is the third. He's stringer. the third stringer. Okay, or yeah. else I mean, who's going to be a fifth stringer unless you're Paul Tyson going to Clemson? True, right? Paul, yeah, exactly. Anyways, um, I don't know if it's competition, but uh, Dylan Jebbia is competing with Braden Shager for the starting quarterback position at UA. Is that Jebbia's brother? Uh, yeah, it's got to it be. It has to be. I don't know another Jebbia. That is crazy. That's actually a fun thing Where's to watch. Where's the other Jebbia from? What? Where's the, the other Jebbia from? I don't know. Probably like <laughs> California. They went to Bishop Alimany High School in Mission Hills, California. Okay. Yeah, yep. there we go, California. Powerhouse. That's where the, the pipeline is for Oregon State, those and, California and, and the last one I'll throw out, ASU too. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, Drew oh, Pine, yeah. Jaden Rashada, Trent Borgay. That's that's a great QB You're battle. You're missing uh, Conover, right? Jacob Conover, yeah. yeah, exactly. You got four guys <laughs> who legitimately could start day one. I'm leaning Drew Pine because of the experience, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, you'd love to see Trent Borgay get the nod after everything. You know, he kind of stabilized the team hey, last year. we're not year. about feel-good stories anymore. That, we're that's about true. Winning. We're you about winning. Exactly. I, I'm not sure if Rashada will be ready yet, but from the practice footage I've seen, he looks really good. Great quick release. Um so he could very well, you know, start day one as well. I, I legitimately don't know, but if I had to guess, I'd say Drew Pine. Yeah. I mean, you would say Rashada has to bulk up, but he's the same size Daniels was, and Daniels started the he whole— He might be bigger than Daniels. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, does he really? I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. Um, any other interesting developments you guys have seen or maybe heard of? I definitely have a, a pretty big one that I've been hearing a little bit that I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Fire away. Uh, at Florida, and this is, this is I listened to Josh Pate, the Late Kick podcast. He, he has reported that this is coming from Florida's like camps right now. They are saying that Graham Mertz has looked really good at their first couple practices, and there are people inside saying that he is, quote, going to be the next Hendon Hooker. What? No what? way. <laughs> no way. They don't even play like at all like each other. Uh, that's that's or the vibe. Like each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I, all I'm saying is don't be surprised if Graham Mertz is a Heisman contender next year. What? According to Florida Gators fans. Um, and then I, also oh, another thing is the, the Georgia quarterback, right? It's a little bit up in the air, but mm-hmm. it seems within the program uh, they've pretty much solidified around Carson Beck. Yeah. Carson Beck is kind of the guy that's got that job. There was no one else there that was, like, legitimately in line. I saw it's like, Brock Vandegrift yeah. and one other guy um, as we're watching the ASU game right now. Uh, score? Uh, I can't see it. 91-68. Oh, good shape. Coasting Cho- right choking now. Choking the life out of him. Fun fact, Jared Lucas, leading scorer for Nevada. He was a pivotal piece, second leading scorer for Oregon State during their Elite Eight run. How about that? Yeah, so sad that he's not there anymore. But uh, let's let's segue from there to talking about the NFL. Why not the Panthers? The Panthers have traded DJ Moore a considerable amount of picks, including the ninth overall pick in the draft, mm-hmm. for the Bears' number one pick. So, did they win the trade, and who are they taking, and do you think it's going to be worth it? No, I don't think. Unless you're getting a generational talent, like, you know, Trevor Lawrence at the time was considered a generational talent. Yeah. I'll throw Joe Burrow in there. Joey uh, B. Uh, a Manning, you know, Peyton Manning. Arch. We'll see. <laughs> but you pretty much, when you when you throw that many picks in your number one wide receiver in DJ Moore... 
a, not, I don't want to say throw away, but when you're giving that up, you better be pretty dang sure about what you're getting. And what's look, the buzz around them? Who do they like? What's the buzz that they're going to pick? Probably Bryce Young. I, I think I've Bryce Young. You've seen Stroud? I've you're, seen Stroud. I've seen Young to uh, the Texans. Wow. Interesting. So Interesting. I think it's right now up in the air between those two. You huh. think it's between Young and Stroud? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was, for a minute, was thinking there's no way. They're trading for Anthony Richardson here, the the high floor yeah. or uh, high ceiling, low floor rather guy. I mean, you heard we heard Theo talk about Anthony Richardson at the Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers episode. Yeah. A lot of people are really high on Anthony Richardson. Uh, he's obviously got the arm talent. He's fast. Uh, he's mobile. Has some accuracy flaws and just some other things. So he's he's going to be more of like I'm going to say a project. But hey, the Panthers just signed Andy Dalton to a two year deal, so they could be in a situation where they're like, hey, we're willing to wait a bit. Um, but but still, yeah, I, I'm going to say Bryce Young, just because I feel like he's the safest pick. I know people are kind of complaining about his height being five ten, but look, Kyler, I know he's not great, but. Kyler had some good seasons and yeah. ended up getting paid. And then C.J. Stroud, I don't know. He's not as mobile. He's not as athletic. He's more of your, your true pocket passer, and which that, is great. And that hurt Ohio State in some games last year when his ability to scramble just completely right. out the window. He doesn't have it. I mean, it works in the NFL, but I feel like when you're taking a guy number one overall and you're trading that many picks, you're looking for a little bit more than that. So we'll see. I'm leaning young, but I, I'm – Regardless of who it is, I think they gave up just a little too much. There's a lot of demand for QBs right now and not a huge ton of supply, hence Daniel Jones getting paid the bag by the Giants yep. for the short term. Um, I do think the Panthers could have gotten one of these top five quarterbacks, obviously with the, the ninth pick that they were at, and I don't think it would be worth trading up to number one, losing more. For the Bears, I mean, what a great trade. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You can still get a top ten pick. Uh, Justin Fields now has someone to throw to. But I think if this was Caleb Williams maybe coming in this draft, yeah. then I would, you know, send it. Yeah. I think for this current draft class, I would say no. Yeah, I think this the trade they made is the type of trade that can get you fired very easily, especially if they go after the, this is this is what I th- I think they should pick Stroud because I think Stroud is the least risk. Because I yeah. and I think if you draft a Young or you draft a Richardson or you draft a Levis and any of the concerns about those guys are are seen and real, like stuff that's out there, that's a fireable thing. Like you, that that's the type of pick and move that brands your entire like presence as a GM. Like everybody, if he drafts, for example, if he drafts Will Levis, if the, if the Panthers go after Will Levis and that was the master plan, and then Levis is a bust. He will never live that down. It will always be, oh, yeah, he's the idiot that traded up for Levis. So, what it, a project, though, for this team. New head coach, Frank Wright. Yeah. The division is poor. I think the Buccaneers just signed Baker Mayfield today. I mean, it's not a great division either. No, yeah. Gutsy move, but we'll see if it pays off for him. Let's get back to college football because we're going to talk about which team do you think will have the most players drafted. It was Georgia last year who had 15 players drafted, which was a record. Do you think anyone's dethroning Georgia, or does Georgia break their own record, maybe? No, I don't think anyone's getting 15 this year. Alabama led the way with 13 combine invites. I'm kind of leaning Bama. Uh, They're right there with, like, Georgia and Ohio State. I think those are going to be the top three, per usual. But I'm going to go Alabama this year. You're going to have Bryce Young and Will Anderson go top 10. 
maybe both of them top five. They've got uh, defensive back Brian Branch, Jameer Gibbs, the running back as well. They're always going to send out some corners and some offensive linemen, some linebackers. You know, Alabama is probably going to have at least one guy from every position drafted. So I'm going to say Bama. I think they'll get double digits, but I don't think they're going to eclipse the 15. I had Bama as well. I would throw an Eli Ricks and Jordan Battle in that. Yeah, another team that's underrated at producing NFL talent. Two teams, actually, Michigan and USC. Even when USC was, like, bad, they were actually really good at producing talent. And uh, something I I just remembered from last year, Cincinnati. They produced Mm. nine NFL picks last year. That's remarkable. I I don't think they're – how many are they going to produce this year? Maybe, like, two guys I've seen. Nine last year was ridiculous. Like, kudos to Luke Luke Fickle. Wisconsin's winning the national title. Um, Colt, go ahead and slap on those headphones. Oh. Okay, what? Yep. And welcome back to the St. Patrick's Day uh, Bonanza Special of View. We've got some more trivia coming courtesy of Hayden Weber. All right, the next green team we've got, you guys got Notre Dame. Well, neither of you got it, but we we got through Notre Dame. Now we're going to go with the Oregon Ducks of the Pac-12. ASU has officially won, by the way. So the Sun Devils will be taking on TCU. Let's go. I actually like ASU in that game. And if we beat TCU, you get GCU you get Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Oh, bro. The G, the TCU or no, the, the GCU ASU game. Oh, that would be unreal. Or you Absurd. Get TCU GCU in the battle of the Christian the CUs. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Be All cringe. Right. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> GCU definitely definitely all sorts of cringe. Um I can say that because they're not a Pac-12 school. Exactly. Okay. Uh, who is the winningest coach in Oregon football history? Okay. Is it A, Mike Bellotti, B, Rich Brooks, C, Mark Helfrich, or D, Chip Kelly? Okay. Bellotti, Brooks, Helfrich, Kelly. I'm ready. I'm ready as well. All right. Three, two, one. Kelly. A, Mike Bellotti. Kelly Bellotti. The Oregonians got it. It is Mike Bellotti, the Boom. winningest coach in Oregon football history, who pretty much laid the groundwork yes. for what Oregon is today. Cole, you want to know something crazy? No. Hayden, do you have? Did you get written down how many years Chip Kelly was at Oregon? Not many. It was like four years. Yeah. Even it though it feels like he was yeah. there for like See, nine that's years. That's why I said Kelly. He's yeah. been at UCLA longer than he was at Oregon. I think. I think you're I right. Think as, as of yeah. this year. You know, because like, I also lump in the Helfrich success with, like, Kelly's yeah. resume, even though that wasn't even him. Dude, Helfrich had that one year. He took him to the Natty. He finally broke. There, it was so funny being around Oregon fans because everyone was like, you see, Helfrich is better than Kelly. He finally broke us through to the Natty. This is what Kelly could never do. And then the next year it was like, we are now 4-8. Uh, yep. Sell the team. <laughs> uh, fire this guy. And then they... That was nice when the Ducks struggled for a few years there. They couldn't find a coach. They had a – who was it that they got after that? Um, Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart Horrible. Era. Terrible. He left He left on his own. He, he yeah. left on his own. And then Cristobal did too. And the first – Taggart, bullet dodged. He was going to run that thing into the ground because look what he did at Florida State. True. Right? True. And then Cristobal, yeah. But I think, I think Dan Lanning – I don't want to say the upside's higher – 
because we don't know at this point. But I think landings a, a solid was a solid get for them. Cole, you looked like you were on the verge just, uh, no, just I was just gonna exploding. Say that maybe it. it wasn't Helfrich. Maybe it was a guy named uh, Marcus Mariota. Maybe he was the reason. Oh, why there, oh, there, there we go. There we go. You know, it's funny. The year after Mariota left, they got a graduate transfer from like Montana State. His name is Dakota Prukop. I remember. All him. my friends were so high. They were the like, hype was. Prukop is about a. Terrible. He sucked. Terrible. From Eastern Washington. Oh, Adams. Adams Jr. Yeah, yes, Adams. He beat Oregon State at Eastern Washington, and then he beat Oregon State at Oregon. So uh, there, there's that. Uh, but let's get to the Pac-12 newsletter. Uh, 12 teams in the Pac-12, as you guys know. Uh, let's talk about one newcomer for each team. It can be a transfer. It can be a freshman. Or it could even be a guy that was on the team last year but didn't play. Maybe was redshirting. Uh, let's talk about a guy you're excited about for each squad. Let's start with the team down south. Uh, <laughs> no pity for the kitty. I think it's got to be Justin Flo here, the linebacker transfer portal get for Jed Fish. 100%, yes. Former five-star prospect out of Southern California. He was good when he was healthy at Oregon. He wasn't anything like spectacular. He wasn't better than Noah Sewell or anything like that. But he's definitely a guy who's going to walk in day one, be a starter. And it defense is tough because it takes more than one guy to turn the ship around. But that's a really nice piece for them to have down there, yep. a guy who's going to solidify the linebacker core. And if he's healthy and playing at his best, you're looking at a potential first-round pick and and. I don't want to say generational talent at linebacker, but he's really good. Yeah, healthy. Ju Justin Flo was the subject of that meme. It was like the new Sean Oakman meme where the ref would be like, heads or tails, and it's the picture of Justin Flo, and yeah. like, we want the ball. And the ref's like, all right, all right. So he, he is a beast and, you know, obviously hyped up a lot at Oregon. I'm interested to see how he can anchor down a defense that was really bad last year. And Flo as well. I, I just was looking at Jaden Dolores' stats, though, from last, <laughs> from last year and the year before. He has, like, significantly improved every single year he's been in college. He eclipsed, like, uh, 3,600 passing yards last year. Wow. Didn't even – he was 2,700 the year before. Being at U of A was awesome for this guy. Yeah. And I, what I wonder – I don't even know if we're alluding to this later in, in the segment, but losing Dorian Singer – do you think that impacts Delora's productivity? It could. That's Maybe. not a good loss. Maybe. Did he they still has cowing. Him? He still has cowing there. Um, but he doesn't have the one two punch like he did. So right. teams are gonna scheme cowing out a lot easier now that that singer's gone. It'll help to have a defense that can give him some rest, uh, potentially this year. But Agreed. let's talk about Arizona State. Alright, so this guy flew under the radar. I think, and he was an, it's another transfer portal addition. I'm going to go with Xavier Guillory, wide receiver out of Idaho State. Okay, Idaho State was horrible last year. I think they won one game. They're not a good football program, but this guy was an absolute beast. He's out of the state of Washington, put up monster numbers last year. I think he was like first team all big sky, something like that, had accolades. The guy was just an absolute Cooper beast. Cooper was in the big sky. And he's, I think, trending to be ASU's possibly wide receiver two next I'm to Elijah Badger. Badger. Uh, but, yeah, really, you could pick any wide receiver ASU went out and got. Jake Smith, the transfer from uh, Texas or USC, he was at both of those schools. But <laughs> he's at ASU and just a few other guys um, that they got in the portal as well. But I think none more exciting than Guillory, kind of a wiry guy. Fast, twitchy, good hands. 
very excited to see him uh, at Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, we got a lot of quarterbacks at ASU. We got yes. Trenton Bourdais coming back, Drew Pine, Jacob Conover, and Jaden Rashada. Uh, it looked like Bourdais was the starter in the spring practice, right? But Jaden Rashada, is this guy the man? Yeah. Uh, I'm genuinely asking. Yeah, he could be. <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> as the practice goes on. That's kind of how I want to use my time for this segment because I have no I, I would defer to you. Do you yeah. think that Rashada would be able to, you know, outcompete Bourdais for that starting job? Absolutely. It's just because everyone's new to the system. Right. So, no, I mean, really, except for Borgay, right? Borgay would be the one guy from knowing the players in the system. But he's coming off of, I believe, foot surgery. Okay. So, yeah. don't know if he's going to be 100% in camp or if he's even playing for – I think he's playing in, I feel, in camp. I feel like that job's got to be as good as open. Like, the, oh, yeah. there is no reason for Borgay to think that he, – he was battling with Emery Jones last year. Right. Every, like, every week. So And didn't win the job yeah, out of camp. He's so. a scrappy guy, and he's he, he showed he can have some pretty good flashes, and he can operate within the system very well. But by no reason it, does it feel like I, he has it locked in. Like, right. Pine is, and Conover – have had insane buzz. Rashada has a ridiculous amount of attention on him. It's a great problem to have It's a first-year head fantastic, coach. Fantastic, exact opposite of the problem we had last year. Right. Exact opposite, where it was like, well, we've got this, we've got this, uh, this, <laughs> this guy we found off the scrap heap and <laughs> the fourth stringer from last year. And, and then we've got Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant's great grandson who can't play. Uh, oh, all right. Lord. Let's go to the Golden Bears. Find me something to get excited about for Cal. Okay. I guess Byron Cardwell, the running back uh, transfer from Oregon, had a solid freshman year in 2021. Didn't play much last year. Okay. But he's one of those guys where I feel like, you know, he's a four-star out of high school. Running backs, you can kind of just plug and play. You know, if they get good offensive line play, I'm sure he'll be a nice change of pace with uh, Jaden Ott. So, Yes. That, that's an offense, especially losing J. Michael Sturdevant, their number one wide receiver. I believe great he went name. to UCLA. He had a great name. I believe he went to UCLA. So he'll still oh, he be did. In the, I think so. Oh. Could be wrong. You guys can check. But that is an offense that is going to have to run through the ground game, um, or they're going to have to operate, I should say, uh, with their, their ground game. We talked about the mobile quarterbacks they have, the read option. You're possibly going to have some two running back sets. So a guy like Cardwell, a second legitimate option with, with Jaden Ott, could really open some things up for that offense. Uh, I got Sam Jackson the fifth. He's a quarterback coming in. He was the uh, uh, backup to Max Duggan at TCU. Um, and Chandler Morris. You know, Cal's pretty unwatchable. <laughs> but maybe this guy can make them a little bit more relevant than they've been in the past few years. Yep, hammering home everything I said during the, the quarterback battle section. Sam Jackson is the man in California. I expect him to beat out Kai Milner. If Milner wins that job, I have to question Justin Wilcox's decision-making. I looked up J. J. Michael Sturdivant. He did go to UCLA. Breaking news, guys. Oh, actually? What? I just Googled it. Oh. What? Kai Milner has actually transferred. Has he really? To Northern Arizona. Oh, so Sam Jackson's. Job so he's the guy. When did he when did he uh, transfer? Like, I don't uh, know. Sam Jackson, Fernando Mendoza, and Noah Michio. Interesting. All right. Well, I didn't know. I I thought I. Wow, you're right. That was that was back in January. So, huh? 
Things have changed already yeah. for California. So, but, but no one heard about it. I mean, to be fair, it's Cal. To be fair, it's, it's Cal, Cal and the transfer and, you know. So, well, but that's good. Good news. Good news, Sam Jackson. I think that's the right move. <laughs> yeah. In that case, I believe in Justin Wilcox again. I'm picking him to win eight games next year. Let's talk about Colorado. A lot of newcomers to talk about here. You could go a bunch of different ways here. I'm going to go with Travis Hunter just because he's the guy. He's yeah. the face of this portal class they're bringing in. Obviously, he's kind of latched himself to to Deion Sanders. He was the number one overall recruit a couple classes ago. Goes to Jackson State. Just you could tell what the number one player in the country was doing against SWAC yes. competition. He could very well be an all-American at corner or wide receiver. So good. He's man. a lockdown corner. We saw him, if you guys watched the celebration bowl, came up with that clutch touchdown late in the game to keep the game alive for yeah. Jackson State. This guy is going to be an absolute matchup nightmare in the Pac-12. And as a, as an ASU guy, I don't I don't like going up against Travis Hunter and Cormani McLean, but that's that's an exciting duo in Boulder. It is. Uh, low hanging fruit, but you know the coach's son, Shadur Sanders. Mm-hmm. If this guy can light it up like how he did in, in the uh, FCS level, oh my gosh, could he be a Heisman Trophy contender? Is he the next best? QB in the Pac-12. Who knows? Who knows? It's very exciting. I put the both the whole duo, Cormani McLean and Travis Hunter. Like, if both of those guys, I mean, Hunter already did pan out. If Cormani McLean pans out, you literally have two of the best corners in the country, especially one or two years down the line. Like, that is a disgusting secondary, and it's just and not to mention like, oh, like who's coaching? Around? Oh, that's right, the greatest to ever do it. <laughs> Yeah, great. Like, yeah. Th- that is a disgusting combo. And I think, like, come c- it, come the football season, some people are going to act surprised. Like, what, Colorado has one of the best pass defenses in the country despite being 3-8 and eight or something like that? It's like, yeah. Like, th- those guys are good, and they have insane coaching. Just ridiculous stuff. But let's go to Oregon, the Oregon Ducks. I feel like this is low-hanging fruit. Four-star edge rusher Mateo Uyunglele, hey. brother of DJ. <laughs> so they both go to the state of Oregon. I mean, the guy is 6'5", 265, as a true freshman. Just kind of feels like he's going to be the next in the line of great Oregon defensive superstars. Thibodeau, Sewell, Flo there for a minute, yep. and now this guy. We got another defensive guy, Jordan Birch, uh, defensive end. He was a monster at South Carolina uh, last year. Much needed for that team. You're going to be pressuring some solid QBs here in the Pac-12. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say Connor Soley, guy guy we followed right. pretty closely at ASU. He was His brother was a, a, a lot better. Yes, Kyle was better than him, obviously. But, but Connor always battling for time. You saw him on special teams a lot. You saw him get a little bit of time at linebacker this last year. He might have even started some mm-hmm. games. But uh, maybe he can carve out a role in that Oregon defense. It would be fun to see him succeed over there, uh, especially because things didn't didn't pan out quite the way he maybe wanted at, uh, at ASU. So... You know, just a fun little storyline there. Why not? There you go. Wholesome. Let's talk about Oregon State. Got to go with DJ. DJ Uyunglele. In my opinion, he might be the most over... Did I, did I butcher his no, name? No, no. Okay. I, <laughs> I, just, I didn't I, know. I'm thinking of my, my next... Okay. Pick. In my opinion, I think he's the most... Maybe not the most, but one of the most overhated players in the country just because... I think, he, I think he's a good quarterback, but the spotlight, man. He's not... 
a Clemson caliber guy who's taken over for Watson and Lawrence and yeah. all those guys. Yeah, he a was a clear step down, and therefore I think he he caught more flack than he deserved. Um, he had good stretches though. He was he was good a couple years at Clemson. Did not have a good year last year. No. So he's getting you know kicked out the door. Um, and I really do think he'll he'll elevate this Oregon State offense. I think if he's at his best, he's going to really stabilize it and just kind of give them a nice, just reliable guy at quarterback. Something they haven't had since I guess Chance when Chance Nolan was going going well. Yes, yes. But I really do think DJ Uyunglele is going to have his best year this year at Oregon State. Hmm. So I've heard from Budge at home. He was like, if DJ. Looks ass to start the season, okay? <laughs> Don't be surprised if Gold Branson steps in. But you guys also got this guy, Aiden Child, yes, coming in. Yes, sir. And this guy's a four-star. And you know what? Dual-threat QB? Got to be better than whatever you had last year with Gold Branson and Nolan and Jebbia. Uh, he, I have him written down as like an, an asterisk for me. He has a rocket arm too. He absolutely shined at like an All-American game or whatever they had. Like I was watching the highlights. I was like, oh my goodness. Like if this Aiden Childs guy, he's the future. 100%. I am very hyped by Aiden Childs. But I wanted to talk about a guy I knew you guys wouldn't talk about. Oluwasiye Omatosho, future name game uh, guest. Redshirt sophomore. Colt's not happy about that. Yeah, redshirt sophomore. He had seven and a half sacks at Wyoming last year. A guy that's just going to instantly fill in as an edge rusher and just terrorize these Pac-12 quarterbacks. Very excited to see how he pans out, and excited to ruin Colt's day with his name. Let's go to Stanford. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to start with Stanford. Mine's pretty, pretty quick, quick and easy here. Two Ivy League interior linemen from Penn and uh, like one, Princeton or Princeton, something. Yes, Trevor Maybury and Alec Bank. I, I just put in all caps, nerds, because I'm like, you got Ivy League to Stanford. Those yeah. are the only guys they can recruit, though, yeah, exactly. because of the, the expectations there. Um, I'm gonna go with Tiger Bachmeyer, wide oh, receiver. He's such, I love his name so yeah, much. He's out of uh, Murrieta, California. He's a three-star brother, I believe, of Hank Bachmeyer. I don't know for sure. Same last name, and they look pretty similar. So I'm gonna take Might a leap well. of faith here. Cousins or brothers? Probably related to Hank Bachmeyer. Everyone's related somehow, right? Somehow. Um, <laughs> According to a scouting <laughs> report, he's got he's a good route runner, uh, a little undersized at six one. I know that's weird to say, but with Stanford, we're so used to seeing those big, towering guys like a Bryson Tremaine who just went to the NFL draft. Look, Stanford needs help everywhere right now, and um, it it never hurts to get a guy like this who could vouch for playing time. And like you said, he's got a pretty cool name. A bunch of Ivy League. I also had an Ivy League guy, Ryan Butler. He's a running back out of Princeton. In his lone season last year, over 500 rushing yards, 11 tutties. Wow. Also a right. finalist for the Jerry Rice Award that's given to the top uh, FCS player. Uh, so pretty good guy. Wait, he was a finalist for that? Yeah, he was a finalist. Have 500 yards? It's the <laughs> FCS. <laughs> Everyone's that bad in the FCS? Come on, that's horrible. I don't know. I think Cam Ward no, 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 was a finalist. Most impressive first year. Oh, okay. Oh, so freshman of the year. Yes. Okay. okay, I was about to say. Okay, UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, f I feel like I know who you guys are going to say, so I'm going to go a little outside of the box, but this guy deserves a lot of hype. Derek Carson Steele. Okay, Carson Steele, a running back transfer out of Ball State, might be one of the most underrated players in the country 
He had over 1,500 yards from scrimmage last year, 15 total touchdowns, and nine times he rushed for over 100 yards in a game. Wow. Plug and play taken over for Charbonnet. This guy is going to be a beast at UCLA next year. Chip just kills it in the portal. I have this exact same guy, but... Yep, uh, Dante Moore. We already touched on him. Excited to see what he can do. See if he beats out Colin Schley, the other newcomer at USC. I'm going to go Anthony Lucas, defensive lineman, Texas A&M transfer. There was a little bit of smoke that he might come home to ASU. He's a he's a Scottsdale guy. Forget which high school. I think he went to Chaparral, um, mm. but one of the big high schools out here. Big guy, fast, athletic. He might just immediately take over for Tuli Pelotu, and just it seems like USC with defensive linemen, it's just whoever they want. They can go out and get them, and it feels like he's going to be their next key cog up the middle. Colt, I think I know who you're going to say. Let's say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Zachariah Branch. Dang it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, out goes Jordan Addison. In comes Dorian Singer, the transfer from U of A. I'm just super excited to see how he cooks with uh, with Caleb Williams. Zachariah Branch. Cold and I watched a recruiting special, and they said, this guy reminds us of Tyreek Hill. Yes. The way wow. he runs, the way he looks, Oh, everything. that's not good. He is at USC now. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> not oh, no. Good. Can you imagine, though, that one-two punch with Singer and him? Uh, I can, but I don't want to. That's nasty. Uh, Utah. Uh, let's go. This one's kind of boring, but st- I mean, still, offensive tackle Spencer Fano. I think his brother transferred in too. Oh, so. Logan Fano. That's my guy. Okay, Logan so, Fano transferred from BYU. That's why he's my guy. Okay, the BYU to Utah move. There you Middle go. With Paul Fano, I don't know if they're related. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But. Still, number one player in the state of Utah, top 10 offensive tackle in the country. Utah, at least in Pac-12 terms, has been O-line U in recent years. So that's just another guy, plug and play for Kyle Whittingham, guy who's probably going to step in and play left tackle and be a top first-round pick, second-round pick in the NFL in a couple years. I have Levani Damuni. He's an inside linebacker for uh, Utah now. He was at Stanford last year. He returned oh, yeah. home. Okay. He was their uh, team captain on defense. Uh, he's going to fit right in with that Utah culture. 100%. And we've got Washington. I've got a guy, Dylan Johnson, who, if okay. you remember, was the Mississippi State running back that transferred because Mike Leach told him he was soft. And so I'm interested to see how he plays. Did Mike Leach motivate him, or is he just going to be terrible now? A running back? Yep, running back. Interesting. I'm going to go with a different transfer running back, Daniel Ngata, the former Arizona State running back. Interesting. That one hurt a little bit. That one uh, definitely hurt the heart uh, as a Sun Devil Devil guy. But uh, I think Ngata, you know, he's nothing i don't want to say nothing special but he's he's a good guy i mean he good good running back uh a little undersized but i'm sure he'll split reps at at the very least there so not excited to see what he does for washington but happy he got an opportunity at a corner out of oklahoma state jabbar muhammad he was uh, all big 12 second team last year all right and last we got washington state john mateer he's a uh Former three-star quarterback that's behind Sham Ward. Sham. No longer redshirted this year. Maybe a little pressure on Sham Ward. This was a pretty mid-recruited class when I looked through it. They didn't do anything spectacular. I don't even know if this guy's good, to be quite honest with you, but linebacker Isaiah Paul, he... uh, they keep the Incarnate Ward pipeline going. He's a transfer from there, which is where they got Cam Ward. 
veteran guy. Uh, I think he's he's been in college football since like 2019, 2018 or something like that. So he's been around forever. And I know Wazoo got gutted at linebacker. So I know he's going to probably see some legit playing time in a, a big-time position of need for them. At a former Fresno State wide receiver, Josh Kelly is coming in. 2021, uh, he was pretty good. Their second-leading receiver, receiver last year had some injury problems, but he should be good. How about that? All right, let's uh, – it's March, and that means it is madness. And so one of the first things that I do personally every year that the March Madness brag comes out is think, who would win if it was college football teams exactly. instead of college basketball teams? So I took the liberty of advancing some of the teams that play versus uh, either just teams that don't have a football program or whatnot. But let's rapid fire go through these. We've got about 16 minutes left in the show. Uh, Maryland, West Virginia. Who do you like? Maryland. West Virginia. Really? You're the tiebreaker. Uh, tie Maryland. I don't know why Colts picking against Talia. That was weird. Oh, sorry. I totally threw... <laughs> <laughs> Like the actual I, no, I was, no, I was like, whoa. All right. Uh, Missouri, Utah State. I'm leaning Missouri. I'm leaning yeah, Mizzou. Mizzou. Okay, uh, let's go. Bama, Maryland. Bama. Bama, yeah. Okay, San Diego State, Virginia. San Diego State. Sure. I, I agree. Uh, NC State, Baylor. Baylor, Dave Uh I'm actually going to go NC State. State. Yep. Uh, Missouri, Arizona. Missouri. Give me Missouri. Uh, NC State, Missouri. Uh, NC State. Mizzou. Oh, this is tough. I'm also going to go NC State. They battled through a lot of yeah. diversity. San Diego State, Alabama. Bama. Bama, NC State. Bama. Okay, so we got Bama in the Final Four. We got Houston. That They don't play. Okay, Iowa, Auburn. 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 Oh, hold up. Hold up. I'm going to say Iowa. I'm going to say Iowa, too, actually. Okay. Auburn has not been good. Get wrecked, Colt. Uh, Indiana, Kent State. Kent. Indiana. Okay. Get, keep listening, viewers. This is a perfect bracket, by the way. Iowa State, Pittsburgh. Hold up. Iowa State. Was on That's actually close. I'm going to say I'm Pittsburgh. I'm going to say Pitt. Yeah, I don't know why you'd pick Iowa State. Xavier, Kennesaw State. <laughs> I don't know. Kennesaw State at least has a program. Okay. Uh, Texas A&M, Penn State. Okay. Got to go Penn, Penn State. Penn State, yeah. Yep. Penn State, Texas. 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 Hook them horns, I guess. Uh, that was kind of, that was a huge upset. That was a massive yeah, upset. Yeah, I actually like Texas um, uh, on a, yeah. It seems like they, they, they have the guys to pull an upset. All right. Pitt, Kennesaw State. Pitt. Pitt. Okay, Miami, Indiana. Miami. Iowa, Houston. Houston. Uh, Iowa. I'm going to go Iowa. Why are you so low on Iowa? Miami, Iowa. Miami. My, uh, Iowa. 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 Why hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. I'm going Iowa. Too. Iowa, yeah. Pitt, Texas. Pitt, Texas. Uh, Pitt, Pitt. Uh, really? I'm going to say hook them horns, Texas. And now okay. Texas, Iowa. Texas. Texas. All right, we're, you can't trust us with anything. Oh, God. Uh, okay, let's see. Arkansas, Illinois. Arkansas. I'm gonna. I'll go Arkansas. As yeah, well. why, let's go Arkansas. Why not? The uh, Brett Bielema battle. Uh, let's see. UConn wins that. TCU, ASU. That's a bloodbath. TCU. Uh, TCU. Yeah. Gonzaga, Grand Canyon. Who has a foot? No, no one. Okay. We'll just let's uh, go. Let's Gonzaga. At least they have a flag football team. I'm sure. <laughs> Boise, Northwestern. Boise. Yeah, I agree. Uh, TCU, TCU wins. Boise, UCLA. 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 Okay. Uh, UCLA, TCU. TCU. I like TCU. Uh, man, you kind of Kansas or Kansas? The rematch of the bowl game. I like Kansas this time. Why not? I like our Kansas. I like our Kansas. Uh, we just terrible. saw it happen. Now Arkansas, UConn. Arkansas. Arkansas. UConn got like three buys to this round. At TCU, Arkansas. TCU. Okay. Other side. Purdue advanced. FAU, Memphis. Memphis. <laughs> Memphis. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, Louisiana. Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Kentucky with uh, Kansas State, Montana State. 
Montana State. K State. K State. Michigan State. <laughs> USC. USC. Uh, okay. Uh, Kentucky. Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas, Kansas State. State. Uh, yeah. Duke. Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee. Duke, uh, Tennessee. Yeah. But you almost said Duke. Purdue. Duh. Memphis. Purdue. Memphis. Purdue. Okay. Tennessee. Purdue. Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, Kansas State. USC. This is tough. USC. Uh, USC. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Kansas State. USC. I'm still gonna go USC. Okay. USC. Tennessee. 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 Okay. Tennessee. Bama. We already saw it. Tennessee. 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 All right. Texas. TCU. Hook them horns. I'm gonna go. TCU. I gotta pick TCU and now TCU Tennessee. Okay, this is actually this is legit. This This is is legit. legit. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tennessee, but I'm curious to hear your rationale, and I could be swayed if you wanted to go TCU. TCU was so resilient this year. Think of what Tennessee did at South Carolina. They got whacked. I mean, TCU did that, but against Georgia, against Alabama. Yeah, but they didn't have that resilience the whole year. They they got. Smacked a couple times. I mean, ten- I, I'm fine with picking Tennessee. That's okay. All right. All let's right. do it. Uh, Tennessee, and there it is, the Pacific point of view bracket. We did it in record time, a four-minute bracket. Tennessee cuts down the nets in Houston. All right, Baylor trivia. Go, let's go, get go, back. Go, we go, got go. Baylor trivia. Cole, put on your headset. Uh-huh. You got it? Okay, there we go. Hayden, let's get some Baylor trivia in. You know what I just realized, guys? I excluded Hawaii from the green team what? trivia. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's okay. We already had a whole All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Baylor trivia. What is the name of Baylor's stadium? Is it A, Ammon G. Carter Stadium, B, Abercrombie Field, C, McLean Stadium, or D, Floyd Casey Stadium? Five, four. I'm ready. Three, two, one. McLean. I was also going to say C, McLean. Correct. Opened in 2014, but previously (laughs) they played at Floyd Casey. he He didn't count us in. I didn't. I, well, I mean, I said uh, I was ready, and then Colt went McLean. So. Oh, I thought I did. It didn't make that. Oh, was that you counting us in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, Sorry, guys. That's my fault. Then. Okay. Well, you guys both <laughs> said McLean. I, I knew Alan G was uh, TCU, and yeah. the last one definitely sounded like somebody else's. It, it was an old. That's where they played before moving to McLean. Mm, so in okay. 2014, so newer state. Uh, actual March Madness picks. Who's your final four? Colt, go. U of A, Kentucky, hook them horns, and UConn. Who wins UConn it? UConn winning it all. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, I've if got. If they do, I win 150 bucks. <laughs> okay, I've I've got all the ones: Bama, Purdue, Houston, Boo. Kansas, Houston over Bama and the Natty. Wow, I've got Bama, Duke, UCLA, Texas. Hook them horns, being wow. Bama and the Natty. Uh, North Texas trivia. Cole, put on your headphones. Wow. All right, Hayden, let's let's do it. All right. As you guys know, Seth Luttrell got absolutely railroaded by North Texas this <laughs> wow. past year after being pretty good. And somehow getting North Texas to a bowl game every year is not good enough. So, who replaced Seth Luttrell as the head coach this offseason? Was it A, Norm Chow, B, Jake <laughs> Spavital, C, Drew Svoboda, or D, Eric Morris? Ready. Got it. Three, two, one. Eric, Eric Morris. Morris. Correct. Dang it. I, I thought maybe Colt would bite on the yeah, Norm Chow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colt, let's get some Lakakeas real quick. All right, rapid fire Lakakeas. Okay, Kennesaw State plus 12.5 versus Xavier that has Cinderella all over it. Yes, sir. St. Mary's minus 4.5. I think they cover that. St. Mary's quality team underrated. Kentucky, they're going to rebound from last year. No first round exit. They're going to cover the 4.5 versus Providence. And Northern Kentucky is getting plus 18.5. 
Northern Kentucky money line <laughs> versus Houston. What? Marcus Sasser is out. Northern Kentucky wins that money game. Money line? Wow. What yeah. is that? Plus? It is 18 and a half, but I'm going to go money line instead. I know, but what's the money line odds? How much do we know? I, I don't know, but you just got to put it in the <laughs> fan duel. The quote right. this week from Aristotle, there is no great genius without some touch of madness. All right, Colt, throw those headphones back on. We're on <laughs> trivia part five. <laughs> All right, Hayden. All right, here we go. Final question. I'm, we, I'm pivoting. What's the score? Right uh, I believe you guys are tied. Okay. You guys are tied. I think, let me double check on that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, Budge is up by one. That's you got Belody right. That's you got your. Like. So it's plus one, Tyler. Thank you. Okay, I was gonna do USF trivia, but we're gonna tr we're gonna go to Hawaii. Okay, we're gonna do Hawaii trivia. Whoa. Here we go. This is rigged. Who was Hawaii's oh boy. opponent for their first ever game at Aloha Stadium in 1975? Was it A, Nebraska, B? Portland State or C, the now non-existent Texas A and I. I'm ready. I'm All right. Ready as well. Three, two, one. Portland Nebraska. State. Wrong, wrong. Oh, Texas A and I. It felt too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I still win though. I agree. Do you, are you agree? Do, that do you guys want to do the USF one? Yeah, Just yeah, throw yeah, it in there. Yeah, okay. Let's okay. Do it. Let's do it. What conference was USF in before joining the American in 2013? Okay. A, the Big East. B, the Conference USA. C, the Sun Belt. Or D, Independent. I'm ready. Yep. Three, two, one. Big, Big East. East. You guys both got it. Let's go. They joined the Big East in 05. Before that, they were Conference USA. And then before that, Independence. They joined the FBS in 2000. Quick fun fact. They were ranked as high as number two. In the 2007 AP oh, yeah. poll, that was the absurd year. The crazy year. All right, it's time for some fact, or could it be fiction? fiction. Uh, it's returning for the first time in a while. It's a it's a pretty brief fact fiction. or fiction, but some fact or fiction nonetheless. Some Irish shenanigans for you. Uh, fact or fiction? St. <laughs> Patrick's Day is one of the most underrated holidays. Fact. Fact. It's the only one where okay. you can get pinched. Like, <laughs> hey, that's true. Okay. That ties into the next one. Fact or fiction? Pinching should be allowed at school on St. Patrick's Day. I don't know about you guys, but they would crack down. They'd be like, really? no pinching for not wearing green. Weak. Weak. So okay. have to wear green. Fact or fiction? Fact. I, I haven't I'm heard a single fact. Fiction. Don't want to get canceled. You and just said. Assault my you just said it's the only holiday where you can get pinched. I agree, <laughs> but in schools when you specified, I was hey, like, ah. Here's the workaround. Workaround. Wear green, and you're good. Yes, wear green, and wear you green. don't get. Just don't be a buzzkill. Yeah, you're good. just wear green, and you're you're golden. All right, fact or fiction? <laughs> fact or fiction? Green is the most versatile color. Um. Nah, fiction. fiction. Yeah, that's valid. Fiction. I feel like blue is a little better. Yeah. Uh, fact or fiction? Four leaf clovers are difficult to find. Fact. Fiction. Really? Where can you find one? Um, like when you open up your emojis, like it's always. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I say that because my brother Cameron, um, he can find four leaf clovers like they're nothing. Really? He literally goes up to a field and he'll be like, "Oh, here's one," and he'll get like it's it's ridiculous. It's actually it's genuinely dumb. I'm he'll find. He's found like five leaf clovers before. Like he's on another five? level. I, I'm I my dad has the same skill. I did not inherit it, but it's my dad and my brother can find four leaf clovers like they are just like nothing. Like. <laughs> 
It's it's dumb. Wow. Um, fact or fiction? Leprechauns are underrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not... I'm gonna go fiction. I fiction. think they're properly rated. They're just how do you evaluate a leprechaun? Okay, fact, fact or fiction? Uh, an angry leprechaun mm. is intimidating. Fiction. <laughs> you know, whenever I see the Notre Dame leprechaun dancing around, I'm just not intimidated, and I feel bad when Notre Dame's getting destroyed because you can just see him sad, True. visibly on the True. sideline. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. If they were real, they would be. Um, fact Who was eating their Lucky Charms? We should have. We should have done that this week. Lucky oh. Charm cereal is so good. Fact or fiction? <laughs> <laughs> the rainbows are overrated. Fiction. <laughs> fiction. Go bows. I, I knew that was the Hawaii tie-in. Oh, it already got to Yeah. The bows. Let's let Michael Scott take us to our outro. Right all I can do right now is put on a brace. Is there a show after us? It's over. I don't see him. We, even... we are screwed. Heat check. All right. We're back. Uh, it's low tide. And uh, what are you guys St. Saint- Patrick's Day plans? Are, like, Are you doing anything? Like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you guys doing? Um, honestly, I've, I've, I'm not sure. I need to see. I'm going to Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. oh, there you go. Yeah. What are you going for? <laughs> just for fun? My mom's going to be Palm Spring. Her birthday is on St. Patrick's Day. so Happy, oh, happy birthday. birthday. To me? Or my- Tyler, <laughs> Tyler's mom, happy birthday. <laughs> yep. Happy. She's not on Should the we line. We, we actually got a little happy extra time. Happy birthday okay. We're not, to we don't you. Woo! All right. Uh, we'll, okay. Yeah, okay. Hawaiian version. Very short. Very small. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, is there actually? Oh, yeah, I was actually going to go in. Oh, wow. No, no, we don't need that, Cole. That's good. What What are your plans for St. Patrick's Day? Um, some hoops, some hops, um, chill. Some hoops and some hops. There All we right. go. That's that's pretty legit. Uh, are you going to Donnie's lacrosse game? It's on St. Patrick's um, Day? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ASU playing? Do we know? Uh, not sure. Is it for ASU I've or is it a different? Yeah, it's for ASU. Okay. I have told him like 20 times, like, bro, I'm going to go to your game this week. And then every time just something happens or I just don't end up going. It, yeah. It's to the point where the joke is too good yeah. that you just can't go because it would end the running joke of you not going. I know. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. Look for me in the stands. I have your sign. I'm not there. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if that's all we've got, um, Colt, I beat you. You're, you're, all, you're a loser. Oh, yeah. Again. I didn't announce it. Tyler's the St. Patrick's Day trivia winner. What, what are you about to say? I, know, I was going to say, you didn't mention that someone's also eating your tortillas now. We just have to get up into our You know, Cole, I, I'm tired of filling the the, <laughs> the uh, roommate drama in the chat, but if that's all we've got, I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Aiden Weber. I'm Cole Dalmadova. And with that, we wave goodbye. No, going to come back to the near.